Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and could even keep you from the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. I have this new client, and I like him a lot. He's very smart. He's a residential real estate guy, and he's been extremely successful. He's the either the number one or number two producer in his firm every year. And it's funny, though, we've been working together for about two weeks, and we um, were talking, and I said, our job is not to educate our prospects. We do not have to educate or convince. That is not your job. He said, what the hell do you mean? I said, you don't need to educate him. He said, well, guess how I start my process? I said, how? He goes, well, we, we meet at my office. I make sure they come there. And that if they're selling a house, I go through all the steps that we go through for selling a house. If they're going to buy a house, I talk about all the things we do for them when they're buying a house. And we start there. I said, okay. And I said, how long does that take? He goes, you know, probably 30 minutes for a seller and maybe that much for a buyer as well. I was like, okay. And I said, how do you know they want to know that? He said, well, I just, I need to tell them. And I said, let me help you here. I said, there's a rule we have, which is sell today and educate tomorrow. Make your sale today. And if there's you, you got shit you need to tell them about how you work together, do that later. He's like, I don't really understand. And I said, here's the thing two steps. And I talked about this in a podcast a couple weeks ago. There are two things that have to happen for a sale to get made. Number one is that your prospect believes I'm going to do something different or differently, right? That's the question they have to answer first. Am I going to buy a new house? Am I going to hire an agent? Am I going to work with an agent, right? That's the question they have to decide first. Am I going to do anything? And then second question they're going to answer is, who am I going to do that with? Who am I going to do that with? So we can't confuse those things. Most salespeople start with, you need to hire me. I'm going to be great. This is going to be good. Buy my shit. See, that's not where you start. I want your frame of reference to be in every sales call that you have, not can I sell this person, but is this person ready for me? Are they qualified to even buy from me? Are they qualified? And I need you to be skeptical that they are. I have this rule of thumb. And that is, if you're closing more than 50% of the people you're getting in front of, that's a problem. It either means one of two things. Number one, it means you may not be in front of enough new prospects, right? I closed both of them. Only had two calls this whole year, right? 100%. Right? You're not in front of enough new people. That's one thing. Or maybe you're not charging enough money. Your ideal closing ratio should be somewhere in the 40% range, right? You're in front of enough new people, but you're not the right fit for everybody. You don't want everybody's clients. And if you're taking more than 50%, you're probably just getting the low-hanging fruit. You're not even getting the good business. So I want you to be skeptical that you're the right fit because if you're closing 40%, that means 60% are telling you no or you're telling them no. And here's what I mean by that. And when I say qualified, I don't mean do they have a billion dollars. I mean, number one, are they going to do anything? Do they have 
pain enough to make a change. Now, y'all know this, pain is different than just problems. Everybody's got problems. I got a million problems, a billion problems. But only so much time, bandwidth, give a shit, money, whatever, to focus on a couple of those at a time, all right? So you start with a problem, and then you got to figure out, ask them, figure out what are the consequences of that problem? What are the consequences of not being able to find the right house or working with the wrong agent or not working with an agent at all and you find out that's a problem? What are the consequences of that? Right? And then consequences are good too. Got to have those, but that's not what makes people change. What makes people change are the personal impacts from the consequences from the problem. Right? So we got to identify a problem. They've got to tell us. We can't make a problem. We can't tell them what their problem is. They've got to come up with the problem, right? And we do this by asking questions, right? And what we're trying to find out is what's their opinion about their current situation. That's what we're trying to find out. That's where these questions come from. What's their opinion about their current situation? What are the problems that they are facing? Are there consequences to any of those problems? And of those consequences, do any impact them personally? No personal impacts, chances are they're not going to change, right? After we figure out that there are personal impacts, if there are, and part of that discussion is, you know, what's it costing them personally? What is it costing them personally to be having these issues? Emotionally, time-wise, money, what's it costing them, right? Super important because from what it costs, then we can help make sense around a budget, right? How much money it makes sense for them to spend to make that problem go away. See, remember, they're not buying your product or your service. What they're doing is they're fixing a problem, right? That had consequences that have personal impacts on them. You're fixing a problem, not selling a service or a product. That's where we get confused, right? Problem, consequence, impact, and then what's that impact costing them? And then from there, if the problem's costing them $100,000 a year, $1,000 a month, $500, whatever, we can say, what does it make sense to spend to make that kind of problem go away? Right? So you give context for a budget. And if your numbers are way off, if they say, well, we can't spend any money or that's not really that big of a deal, or we can spend $1,000 and your product costs $100,000, it's over. If they don't admit a problem, it's over. If they don't admit consequences, it's over. If there aren't personal impacts on the consequences, it's over. And I want you to understand, if you're skeptical all along, like, I don't really believe you have a problem, but if you do have a problem, there probably no consequences. And my guess is from those, there are probably no impacts. Probably hadn't cost you enough money, time, energy, emotion to want to fix it. Do you have a budget for it? My guess is not. I want us to be skeptical that they are ready, willing, and able to spend the amount of money that it would take to make the problem go away because most of them don't. If they have true pain, they can generally find the money, but if they don't, they're not gonna. And the third piece is their decision process. You need to figure out when are they hoping to make a decision and why then? And I want you to assume that it's not gonna be near, near term because here's the thing, most people aren't the right fit for you. I want you to be skeptical that they're ready for you or that you want them as clients. I don't mean this in an asshole way. I mean this in a sincerely curious way. I'm not it's like, hell no, you don't, never arrogant, right? It's sincere and you don't want to waste anybody's time, 
right? You don't want to waste their time if you're not going to be able to help them. They need to be going somewhere else or focused on some other problem. But you have to understand most people aren't ready. Only then, right, if we figure out that those problems do have consequences and those consequences do have direct personal impacts and those impacts have cost them something of which they can put their head around the amount of money they can spend. And then they have a decision-making process where you know what their process is. You know when they need to make a decision and why then and who else besides them needs to be a part of it and what they need to see or hear from you. And guess what, Mr. Real Estate Guy? They may not need to know every step of how you're going to help them. They may not need to know that. They may not give a shit about it. What's the risk of telling somebody all about what you do when they haven't really asked? Hmm, I can tell you what the risk is. You can bring up stuff they hadn't thought about that could maybe cause confusion. Maybe say, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That might be a problem. And then they get all wrapped around the axle and you've the one that screwed it up. Tell them what they need to know to make a decision. Let them make a decision, yes or no. Chances are it's going to be a no. Wouldn't you rather hear that in the first meeting? I would. Be skeptical that you can help. Be, weird to say this, optimistically skeptical. Don't be an asshole about it. You're like, my guess is this probably isn't that big of a deal, right? It's probably not going to make a difference. My guess is you couldn't find the money. Now, those may sound like moves, but here's the thing. When I say that, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm not, that's not some kind of reverse psychology move thing. It's just me trying to get to the truth. And my guess is I'm going to be right on, mo on most of those most of the time. I'm Walker McKay with No BS Sales. Don't educate people. Don't educate them. Sell them. And then after they bought, tell them what they bought. If you want help with selling like that, we've got classes that are starting every single week. We've probably got a spot for you if you're the right fit. Thanks for listening to the No BS Sales School podcast. If you're struggling to close deals, then I want to invite you to take my free mini course where you'll learn the seven most expensive sales mistakes that will cost you time, money, and credibility. So be sure to click the link in the show notes or go to www.7salesmistakes.com. That's the number seven, salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the No BS Sales School podcast.